Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. The Culture Classroom is powered by Pro Quick Draw. Clinic season is right around the corner. Are you ready? Pro Quick Draw is here to get you organized. Listen to our sponsor as they talk about the effectiveness for building your playbook with Microsoft Visio and PowerPoint. ProQuickDraw is the Microsoft Playbook development system that is centered on increasing your efficiency in drawing plays, generating scouting reports, creating scout cards, drawing within PowerPoint and Visio. Build your library of plays from scratch or by using the PQD folder system. Utilize our Visio stencils or PowerPoint shape library to help you draw your plays. Create your playbook by adding drawings from your library to a custom template to help organize your final playbook. PQD will resize your drawing based on the template that you have chosen. We believe we have the tools that can help you become a better coach. Joining us in the classroom tonight is Coach Derek Ware. He is the offensive coordinator and head track coach at McKinney Christian in McKinney, Texas. Coach, thank you so much for coming into the classroom tonight. We're excited to hear what you have to say. I also should mention that you are an author and a TEDx speaker. So super accomplished uh, coach in, in the classroom tonight. Yeah, hey, awesome. Thank you guys for having me, man. It is an honor just to be a part, a little part of what you guys do. You guys are doing really big things. Coach, let's talk really quick about your book. Um, it's called The Football Journey, right? Can you walk us through a little bit about where that comes from and what messages you try to communicate in the book? Yeah, no, I'm just, you know, I'm like you guys, uh, you know, like all coaches, me and another coach, we were driving home from a football game one day, and uh, one of our kids, you know, we'd lost the game. Our, one of our best players wasn't at the game because he had gotten in trouble, and uh, we're sitting there just thinking, like, how could he do that, you know, like, and uh, I turned to my buddy, Sean, and I was like, well, did you talk to him about that? Sean's like, well, I didn't talk to him about that. And I'm like, well, I didn't talk to him about that either. You know, and so we're assuming that their parents are telling them. But if, if you're waiting for culture, like popular culture, to tell, tell kids how to behave and what to do, I mean, the music they listen to and the things that they read are telling them, you know, treat girls this way and, and uh, do drugs and, you know, behave like this. and. And so I, I looked at us and we're like, man, we, I guess we can't be mad if we're not doing something. So we decided, hey, let's put something together and use it with our players. And we have been, been doing that ever since. And uh, a couple of years of that, we were like, you know what, uh, let's uh, share it with other people. It's just a systematic way of going through uh, character and, and teaching, teaching our kids character and, and what, what's coming up next, you know, and warning them about, you know, uh, things that happen in the future, you know, warning them about, Hey, look out for this. You know, we talked to them about driving. You know, I've been at multiple places where we've had kids die from drunk driving or just from driving their car, you know? So that's what we got to address. So we address stuff like that. We address suicide. We address uh, all, all those things in between. Uh, and just hope to make their experience as, as best as possible. Oh, wow. That's so needed. I feel like a lot of times we're retroactive as coaches. In other words, we wait for something like that life-changing to happen, and then we address it. It's so refreshing to hear someone who's proactive. It's a, man, it's been a, a really awesome journey. It opens a lot of doors. Uh, we've turned the book into an app now, 
and uh, we've got some really cool things with the the app that that this is the first year I've used the app. This is the first year we made the app, and it's been incredible. So like every week, uh, the kids get a a uh, a check in, a weekly check in to their phone, and so they answer these questions on the phone that, uh, and then it, it sends me a spreadsheet. I look through the spreadsheet. You know, we have questions on there like, how sore are you? You know. Just, just check the temperature of your team. Like, how sore are your muscles, you know? And uh, I can look back and say, you know, one of the questions is like, Coach, I'm really sore or I'm injured. You know, I, uh, I feel great. Let's keep going. You know, that's one of, that's one of the, the answer choices. So you can go through and you can look and see kind of where, where are we? We're pushing them too hard, not hard enough. You know, what do we need to do? Uh, there's questions on there like, hey, how are your relationships? You know, how are your relationships with others? And uh, one of the, one of the, and they can tick these boxes, you know, like, and having trouble with a teammate or I'm having trouble with a girlfriend, I'm having trouble with a coach, you know, like, and so they can tick those boxes and we go and we follow up, you know, uh, there's a place in there where they can talk about other teammates. So like, like one of the questions is, Hey, who is somebody that I should reach out to this week? You know, who's a teammate? And they'll, they'll, they'll put in a kid's name. And then the next question is why should I reach out to him? You know, and they'll say, you know, Hey, so-and-so is, having trouble because his girlfriend broke up with him or his parents are getting divorced or, you know, you're finding all this stuff out about kids. And so you can go to them and say, Hey, I just want you to know your teammates, you know, it said that I should sit down with you today. And so I just want to meet with you and talk, you know, how are things going? And, mm-hmm. and the kid kind of comes out with some really awesome, you know, like things that's going on and you get to kind of interact with them, you know, a lot more this year than ever I have in, in, in my past years. Cause I was, you know, I was hearing through the grapevine. Now it's like we've got a way, we've got a, a platform where they can communicate with us. Yeah, I think that's so needed with today's society, how everybody internalizes everything and everything's want to be kept close to the vest. Now that gives them an avenue to maybe open up because they open up on social media all the time where you don't have to give out your voice. And now this is letting you see them and let them be vulnerable and then you help them with every, whatever situation they're having. So that's to have a book, move to an app, and just allows for more conversation because that's that's amazing. It's been neat. It's been yeah. cool. Yeah. I like the the performance stuff on there. You know the 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 questions with the kids. Man, it opens a lot of doors. It's been cool. Segment one is brought to you by GameStrat, the most reliable, advanced, and fastest sideline replay system on the market. It's simple and easy to use with twenty four seven support and a money back guarantee. Choose GameStrat for all your game day needs at GameStrat.com or on Twitter at GameStrat. Go into segment one and talk about your story, how you got started coaching, your coaching journey, um, some personal testimony from you as an athlete. So, um, Coach, go ahead and start sharing a little bit of who you are. Yeah, no, I, uh, my wife put up uh, behind me all the, shirts of places that I've been, you know, so like in high school and, and all that stuff. I've been coaching for 13 years now, two different states. I've been a, a coordinator for five years now. Um, uh, I, I, I work with, I, I'm coaching now at, at McKinney Christian Academy and, and I'm lucky to have the best head coach in, in the whole world, man. This guy is awesome. Uh, Chance Gray and he dreams big and he's got a huge vision for our program. And uh, he's the type of guy that te- is always texting you calling you like he called me the other day and was like hey Derek I just want you to know 
man, it's gonna be so much fun winning a state championship with you. <laughs> you know, uh, super encouraging, awesome guy. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, yeah, man, it is gonna be awesome. We're gonna do it. And uh, you know, just believing and just he casts an awesome vision. So, man, I couldn't be at a better place. I love where I'm at. The parents, the kids are incredible. Uh, McKinney Christian, man, I'm truly blessed to be there. Well, I saw on the I saw on the app. I saw when you put on the culture chat tonight about what your guys do and the bonding that they do and the awesome parents. I, I coach, I was blown away by that. Just seeing the love and the support that you have from the just from the community uh, has to be a great feeling uh, with you going to work every day and, and what you get to do. You know, I found like, and it took me a while to realize, I think as a, early as a coach, my idea was like, hey, parents, you stay over there. I'll do the coaching, you know, and I'll coach your kid and then you take them home. And, and But uh, man, as I've matured as a coach, uh, I realized like, man, those parents are like your lifeline. They're the best, they're the best thing. And they want what's best for their kid. And I want what's best for their kid. We want what's best for their kids. And so it's like, hey, let's partner up in this and create some synergy here. And so... Yeah, we uh we reach out to our parents and our parents are like, yeah, come to my house. We'll go we'll go to a parent's house and uh you know, oftentimes they'll feed us and and we'll have uh, the local pastor come and and we'll do a devotional with the kids and and work that out every week, play cornhole with them and volleyball. We took one of our parents that they've got a lake house. We go to their lake house and man, they're taking us out on the boat, <laughs> pulling kids behind an agent too. I was like, wow, this is incredible, you know, and just uh Man, and I know that, I don't know, like, I feel like every program, if you, if you, if you search, you can find a couple of those parents that are like, yeah. hey, I want to help, but nobody's ever asked me, you know, yeah. nobody's ever reached out to me. And so, man, just finding a way to do that is incredible. Gives back to old, it takes a village. It takes exactly. a village. Well, and it, it's bigger than that because it's a holistic approach to the athlete, right? It's the community, it's the parents, it's your team, it's the coaches, it's, yeah, I mean, so it is a holistic approach to coaching. Somebody posted on Twitter the other day, uh, you know, we just had our state championships here in Texas, and they were like, hey, what what makes, you know, a championship team? And, uh, man, one of the things that just stuck out to me was, you know, I'm looking at these teams that have won state championships, and it's like, it's it's having a population of, of kids and parents that stay in a community for a long period of time. Like those kids grow up in that, in that environment, they are running your offense in fifth grade and sixth grade and seventh grade. And, and then also it's like having a, a you know, having parents at home that are implementing uh, the same things or reinforcing the same things that you're teaching at, at, at school is a huge, is a huge part of that. You know, not a, not a culture where parents are, you know, at home talking bad about the coach or whatever, but a culture where parents are like, Hey, let's support and 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 we're gonna back you up no matter what, and back the kids up and cheer the kids when they're when they're walking off the field after a loss to have the parents there like cheering the kids instead of being like, you know, man, y'all shouldn't have lost, you know. But it'd be there, you know, not fair weather fans, but to be like, man, these are no matter the weather fans, they're always there, you know. And that's that's one of the things I think you need to have a a, a winning program. Right there, Coach Weaver. That is straight out of Nebraska's uh, fight song. We'll all stick together in all kinds of weather. And, uh, boy, that, that really resonates with me on a lot of different levels, Coach. Just when I start thinking about the journey and staying together and keeping together, it's easy to do when we're winning. 
but it's so hard to do when you're losing. And, and I guess true culture really comes out when you lose. You know, you're, you're true. Are you all going to band together? Are you going to stick together? The fair weather, the any weather, the bandwagons, you know. Uh, when the winning's going, it's easy. When the losing happens, it's when it needs to be tighter. So uh, it's just how you define success and stuff like that. So, uh, Coach, I got a question for you. What drew you into coaching? Because coaching, you know, it's not for the bucks. It's not for the money. It's not for, uh, for me, it was the Friday Night Lights. But for you, what, what triggered you to get into the coaching profession? Well, like my whole story, I guess, is I grew up in, in Oregon. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot of money growing up. And, and so college... Uh, was one of those things that if I was going to do it, I was going to have to find a way to do it, uh, you know, get it paid for. And now I, I, I will say this, that wasn't the reason why I played football in high school. I think sometimes kids get caught up in like, oh, I'm playing football in high school because I'm going to go play in college and make, you know, be famous and, 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 and play, you know, on, on Saturdays, then Sundays. And, and I played cause I loved football and, uh, but because I loved football and I wanted to keep playing after high school, uh, it made a way for me to go to college. Whereas with like without football, I, I, I probably wouldn't have gone to college. So I, I went to college. My goal was to go to the NFL, you know, so I'm playing in college and having a ton of fun. And, and uh, it ended and I did not get drafted in the NFL or anything close. I, you know, I didn't go to the combine or anything, you know. Uh, but I got to the end of that journey and I looked around at the things that I had kind of collected, like, man, I went to college and now I have a degree and I've got this awesome wife uh, who's incredible. And, and because of that, now we've got this great family. And so I look and I see like, well, what, what did that? What was the catalyst of that? That was, that was sports. And so, you know, it also gave me the, the, I guess the, the keys to the kingdom, you know, the keys that, that, that open all the doors, which are like, you know, grit, perseverance, uh, passion, uh, not giving up, being a good teammate, understanding, uh, you know, uh, personal responsibility. Like, Hey, look, uh, if I'm going to do this, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, it's gonna be up to me. You know, I can't sit back and blame the weather. The sun was in my eyes and my shoes were untied and, and whatever else. And so, man, I just learned so much and got so much from athletics that when I finished, I just was like, you know what, man, what, what's the biggest gift that I could give to a kid like me, which would be, Hey, to turn around, you know, I, I'd climbed this ladder and, and gotten to where I wanted to be. And now, man, let's, let's throw the ladder back down and teach some kids to climb, climb up it. And so, uh, man, that's why I coach is man to show the kids a ladder, teach them how to climb it, uh, be there, you know, coach Greg and the coach that I work with, he, he uses a metaphor of a Sherpa, you know, like, a Sherpa climbs Mount Everest multiple times a year, and uh, they're a guide to take other people. You know, their dream is to get to the top of Everest, you know, and a Sherpa's been there a bunch. And so they're there to show them how, hey, we got to camp here and do this. And they're alongside this hard journey, and they, they do it a bunch of times a year. And uh, I want to be that for my the kids that I coach. Cause I want to I be, hey, let's, let's climb Mount Everest. I, I'll show you how, you know. I love that. I love that. And how... I, don't know, I never thought about that that way either. Like, as coaches, we've been through, like, we always tell our kids, like, I've been in your shoes before. 
but yet we want them to be what we are now instead of showing them the struggles and the failing that happens to help them grow because we ain't got it all figured out and I'm 40 years old and I still don't have it all figured out. Um, the only thing I wish I could figure out is how to grow some hair. That'd be great. Segment two is brought to you by Great Angels Nissan North. We're here for you, Mississippi. Need a new or pre-owned vehicle? Visit GreatAngelsNissanOfJackson.com. You still have things to do and you still have places to go. The all-new Great Daniels Nissan North in Jackson is here for you. If you need a new Nissan or a pre-owned vehicle, we have you covered with the lowest new Nissan prices in Jackson and the best customer service you'll find anywhere. In-store, we're going above and beyond to safeguard your health and safety. And with Great Daniels Direct, buy 100% online from the comfort of home. Even schedule service pickup and delivery. Come see us today at the all-new Great Daniels Nissan North in Jackson. We're here for you, Mississippi. The next segment I want to transition to, Derek, is uh, a one that I think listeners are going to really, really take hold to, and that's successes and how we define success and what does success look like in your program? What does success look like in your life? Being from Oregon and the reason why you played football, but to now, what are those successes, those daily wins that you look for inside your program or even in your daily walk um, as, a, as a man of God? Oh yeah. I, uh, you know, I was telling my kids the story about my, my journey through college. I kind of, I had to force myself in, you know, I think these kids sit back and they're thinking like, Hey, where's Alabama? They're supposed to be knocking on the door any minute now, you know? And I'm telling them like, Hey, look guys, I wanted to play. I forced my way in. I, I was telling them I went to Blinn junior college in Texas and I, uh, I tried out for the team and I didn't make it. You know, I remember him posting that sign up there. And I stood and looked at that sign for like 20 minutes. I'm thinking maybe my name's on the back here somewhere. Uh, my name was not on the list. I tried out again in the spring. They let us go through all spring football. And, uh, man, I, uh, I remember having my end-of-the-year meeting with uh, Coach Maxfield. And, was like, you know, and, and he was like, hey, Derek, uh, I'm not going to cut you. But I don't, you're, you're going to be on the practice squad next year. He's like, I don't want you to show up August 1st when everybody else gets here. I want you to show up when school starts. And I was like, okay. But I stuck around all summer. I went to summer school there, and I was working out all summer, and we were doing seven-on-seven. Seven, and we'd go up to Texas A&M and play them in seven-on-seven seven, uh, during the summer. And, and uh, summer ends. I call Coach, you know, I go home for like a week before school, before August 1st. I call Coach Maxfield. And I'm like, uh, hey, coach. Well, here, here's what happened. I call him, and he, he answers the phone and says, the boss. I said, hey, is uh, Coach Maxfield there? And he goes, I said, the boss. And I was like, oh, okay, Coach Maxfield. Hey, I've been there all summer, and uh, I just want you to know that if you have a spot uh, in fall camp, day one, August 1st, I want it. I want to be there. And he goes, all right, come August 1st. And I was like, okay, I'll be there. And then he just hangs the phone up on me, you know? Uh, man, Coach Maxfield, he's at Henderson State now. He's the coolest guy uh, and a big inspiration, you know, to who I am today. But uh, the question you asked was like, you know, what are we, uh, what, am I, what am I learning through all this? And, the, and the, I guess the answer is like, or what does success look like? And to me, the success looks like, that persistence, you know, and, and, and I see it in kids now, you know, I've got a kid, I, uh, who, man, he's been, we, we time forties every week 
and uh, and we do a bunch of training, you know, speed training sessions. And and uh, man, he had not been getting faster. And first off, he was slow to begin with, and he hadn't been getting faster. You know, he'd been just barely notching down little increments. You know, he's been going from really slow to just kind of slow. And uh, and then this year, but he's been sticking with it. He, he came up over the Christmas break and had been working. And, and man, all summer he'd been working, and now he's running really fast. And so it's like that's success to me is seeing a kid, not necessarily – is seeing the persistence because I know like I see that kid who've been working at it and I know he's ready for life like that kid's going to go out after football and after whatever and, and dominate because he's got the stick to itness, the grit of like hey look even though the rewards are not immediate right now even though you know it looks like I'm not making any ground he's still there willing to to work at it and in the end it pays off and so to me that's a huge success now I've had kids in track win state championships and not you know we've won district championships and stuff like that and and those are huge successes too but i think that i think it's so much more i think the story behind it is of a kid who who doesn't give up to me that's how i define success and then i guess the second way is you know we all say we want to have a program that builds character uh things that i can do on a daily basis to make sure that that's being done like to where like a successful year to me is one where I can look back on the year and I can say, okay, we, we did devotionals. We did this many devotionals this year. We uh, did the character wins curriculum. You know, if you're not doing some sort of curriculum with your kids, it doesn't have to be, you know, we do character wins. It doesn't have to be character wins. Uh, it could be, it could be anything, you know, but I think it should be systematic and I think you should be doing it every week. Uh, to where there's something that, that kids are getting every week and you can look back and you can say, okay. So like I know right now, I look back, our kids got 25 lessons, 25 character lessons. Uh, they've got, they got 12 uh, devotionals uh, that we had a pastor come speak to them. You know, we've, we have all these, these things that I can look back and say, all right, that's, that's success. You know, we're implementing what we say we want to implement. We're getting the results we want to get. You know, in the, in the sense that kids are, are working hard, learning, getting better, not quitting, and, and they have the grit, the perseverance, the crash through quitting points. Uh, that's what makes it fun for me, at least. Yeah, going back to your first point, I think about perseverance prevails when all else fails. You have that kid that's just not that good enough, but he keeps trying, he keeps trying, keeps trying, and it goes back to that perseverance prevails when all else fails for those types of kids. I think we... I personally think we totally underestimate uh, what is possible when you just refuse to give up on mm -hmm. something. When you're just like, hey, I'm just going to force this thing to happen. I'm going to force myself to be good at this. And uh, I think so I think what happens is kids get in line and then they realize they're not in the front of the line. So they're just like, I'm not standing in this line if I'm not in the front. Mm -hmm. And uh, but man, if you will stick with it and just like keep trucking away it. The, the results are incredible. And man, I've been seeing it for 13 years now coaching. I saw it when I was a kid. I mean, it's neat. Well, I think the, the valuable part to your story for some of our listeners, because we're past our playing days, we're past, you know, anything that we're doing. I mean, hopefully people are climbing in professional development and uh, they're getting better at their craft and pounding on it that way. But when we talk about kids, I think the powerful part is you need one person to believe in you. 
if nothing else, there has to be one adult who cares about you as a person, wants to see you succeed, and will help you no matter what circumstances you're up against. No doubt. Yeah, when I, you know, I'm just reflecting on that real quick, just on kids that we've had in our program, Derek, kids that we've had in our, uh, JT, kids that, kids that you know, like a Cade Carter, um, with rare breed, he wasn't the most talented, but he figured out real quick he was good at one thing, and he could push that button to make him the best at maybe it's hustling, or he's the best at moving to the front line of knowing our core values and living them out daily, or you know he read the hard hat and he had 21 great ways to be a teammate. He had the list, and he checked that list off every day. So I think going back and telling our coaches, you know, our kids get it. Um, cause we're, we're, JT, you alluded to, we're done. Yeah. We, we will never play another down, but I think it's that coach is that personal relationship. And it goes back to the very beginning when we were talking about the vulnerability of the app that you have of how can I connect with this kid and find what makes them tick and then let it go. Well, Coach Ware, I really appreciate what you're talking about with uh, player development and, and getting the player to see individual success and then fitting that all together as a team. And when I think about the hardest workers, they're the kids that are the easiest to be around, don't you think? I mean, you're the expert. You know more on this subject than I do. But for me, when I think about the hardest workers on our team, they're the most enjoyable to be around. They're the ones wanting coaching. They're the ones who are willing to work really hard. I don't have to question their work ethic. Uh, it's just a matter of then getting them the steps that they need to develop. Can you elaborate more on that? Oh, yeah. No, that's – once you get a team full of kids who will work hard and be on time and do everything you ask them to do, I mean, uh, that's, the, that's the easiest and the best, and you can go off and win state championships with kids like that. And so the question, I guess, is, you know, how do we get kids to, to there? You know, uh, I think it's a spectrum, you know, and the kids – Oftentimes they start out uh, being adverse to coaching. They don't like coaching. They think that when you coach them, you're telling them that they're bad, that, they, that they're not doing it right, that, uh, that they're a failure. And so it's like, uh, you know, how do, we, how do we progress them on to that? And so, <clears throat> you know, we talk about uh, getting better versus being the best. That's one of the lessons in our uh, character books. And, uh, you know, having the goal of being the best, that's a uh, – that's a, that's a great goal, but at the same time, like you almost, uh, you know, there's really two bad things that can happen when that's your goal. It's like one, your goal is to be the best. So you, you become the best and then you just say, all right, well, I'm the best on my team or I'm the best in my position or I'm the best in our district or whatever. And you think that's it. I'm done. And you stop working hard and you stop getting better or you find out that you're not the best, you lose, and then you get discouraged and you stop working hard and getting better. So like, you know, I, I really speak to our kids about, hey, the goal has got to be to get getting better, getting better every day. And so that's something that we can measure and monitor and uh, improve on is, is are we getting better? That's our goal, get better today. And so, you know, we're talking about looking at film and just seeing kids, uh, watching them improve. And, and, uh, and so how do we, you know, how do we get kids I think it's a total mindset, uh, mindset shift. It's a culture shift. Uh, I think it frees them up to make mistakes too in practice. I think if your goal in practice is I've got to be the best, I've got to prove to everybody that I'm the best, you, you don't really take chances or try something new. 
or want to be coached. But if all of a sudden, if your goal is, hey, my goal is to get better, now all of a sudden you're seeking out coaching. Mm. Coach, do you see what I did there? How can I, mm. how can I do that better? How can I improve this? Also, they're willing to make some mistakes and own that failure because they know like, hey, uh, failure is part of that process of getting better. If I just stay in my comfort zone and I'm never pushing myself to do anything, uh, there's, there's really no growth there. And so uh, to be able to fail in practice and not always have to be guarded to, you know, to be able to feel that, that vulnerability and that communication mm-hmm. coach the player uh, is a special thing. And I think too, just like once the players know, like, Hey, I love you. I care about you. I'm here for the journey. I'm here to help you. Uh, all of a sudden I look at coaching differently. It's like, Oh, coach is not here judging me and, and condemning me for my failures uh, or judging what kind of man I am. Are you, a, you know, are you a man? You know, it's not, it's, it's more of <laughs> Hey, coach is here to help me become a man. He's helped me. He's here to help me grow. And man, I want his help, you know? And so, uh, and that's, that's one of the cool things that you see. Exceptional clarity. Like we're going to go from Friday to Friday baseline to, you know, the next level. And we're going to see the progress that you make. I mean, it's so simple when you speak about it and yet you're so intentional with it. It's so defined that it makes it so easy for athletes to see it that way. Also, if you just track it, like you're writing it down, you're giving it to the kid and then, and then you're getting it back from the kid that Friday. And now we're watching film and the, and you're looking and you're, Hey, I told you to hold the ball. You know, we've been working on holding the ball, you know, uh, wrist over elbow. Uh, and, uh, and, and last week you didn't do it. Let's see if you do it this week. Yeah. Just being clear with it and having objective goals for them. No, coach Weaver, you'll appreciate this. Uh, instantly as coach Ware is talking, you know, I think back to this season, um, where every single play fake that we made, uh, with my running backs, I don't know. There was, you could almost drive a car between the quarterback and the running back. I mean, we weren't going to play fake anybody. Uh, my three-year-old wouldn't bite on the run with some of our play fakes. And uh, I just kept showing clips over and over from week to week to week, and it never really got better. And so, Coach Ware, I really appreciate this tip. It's something that I need to get better at in my craft as a running backs coach. It, uh, when I first did it, it uh... – you know, you have, you'd go like two or three weeks and the kid's making the same mistake. And I'm just, I just call them in. I sit down with them and I say, Hey, look, man, are you getting better? Like, what? you're doing the same. You're taking a false step. The last three weeks, you're taking a false step. Uh, I almost look at it as if it's belts, you know, like, uh, in martial arts, you get a, mm-hmm. you know, you're, a black belt is the best, you know, and I've got kind of a list of like, Hey, this is what a black belt receiver can do. You know, he gets open on one-on-one, you know, he, he can foot fire, stack the defender, and catch a fade over his shoulder. You know, that's one of the black belt, like, qualities. And uh, down here at white belt, see, you're not past white belt yet because you're still taking a false step. That's, you're a novice. So let's work to get better, you know. And, and the kid looks at it and is thinking, like, okay, I see where he's coming from. And, 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 mm. and uh, you know, and now all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's partner with this. I love that. Our final segment is brought to you by ProQuickDraw. If you have a basic understanding of drawing plays in PowerPoint, but ready to take it to the next level, then ProQuickDraw is for you. Listen to our sponsor as they outline how ProQuickDraw can help you become a better football coach. 
ProQuickDraw is the Microsoft Playbook development system that is centered on increasing your efficiency in drawing plays, generating scouting reports, creating scout cards, and much more. We have the capabilities of drawing within PowerPoint and Visio. Coaches are currently using the programs as standalone drawing platforms or integrating them both within PQD. You can create your presentation using PowerPoint, but quickly add plays from your Visio library. Build your library of plays from scratch or by using the PQD folder system. Create your playbook by adding drawings from your library to a custom template to help organize your final playbook. Utilize our Visio stencils or PowerPoint shape library to help you draw your plays. Speed up the workflow by not having to copy and paste. PQD will resize your drawing based on the template that you have chosen. Embed video within your presentation to help create a digital playbook. We offer templates for handouts and presentations for staff, unit, or player meetings. Generate your practice script using our advanced button. Print this for your coaches or send digitally to your players before practice. You can even convert the handout to scout cards and flip the drawings. Save time during the week not having to draw cards. Draw that play once for the year and you have it moving forward. Connect your library to a cloud service or the school network. When a coach updates a drawing, simply click the Refresh All Plays button to update the document. We believe we have the tools that can help you become a better coach. Download a free 30-day trial and change the way you work. Let's transition to this, this last segment where we're gonna talk about your signature. And this is probably one of my favorites. JT, this is, I know this is one of your favorites. As we look at your carrying trademark and really look at what makes you different from any other coach in America, whether it's relationship building, whether it's maybe you, you coach a certain way, you coach a certain drill a certain way. When we look at your carrying trademark, what sets you apart from any other coach in America? Uh, I know that, uh, you know, probably as I've grown as a coach, when I first started, I, I was uh, kind of afraid of the players in the sense of like, hey, I've got to make sure that they fear me, that I lord over them, that they know I'm in charge and that, uh, you know, I'm the boss and you're going to do what I say. Uh, and as I've grown, I've realized, hey, it, it's a lot better. It's been better for me to move next to them and to say, hey, look, let's do this together. It's your dream, it's your goal. You're the, you're the one saying, you know, we asked our players at the beginning of this year, hey, what do you wanna, you know, how good do we wanna be next year? Mm. And they're like, hey, we wanna be, the, we wanna win state championships and we wanna, we wanna grow and improve. And, and so it's like, okay, hey, if that's the goal, then it's gonna require, you know, a high price and I'm here to help you, okay? Uh, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you what it costs and uh, let's 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 make it happen. So to be there next to them and helping them, uh, to not always have to be the standoffish, aggressive, you know, like, uh, but to be more relational uh, is one of the things that that I've learned and I've grown with. And I know it, it looks different. You know, oftentimes uh, a kid makes a mistake, uh, quarterback throws an interception, and he's coming to the sideline, or a kid been boneheaded and he's come to the sideline and I think uh you know sometimes the they're looking you know maybe fans or people are looking for that behavior to be attacked immediately mm. 
and they think that's like the correction is is you run up to that kid, you get real close to him, and you and you tell him, hey, we don't do that. Uh, I personally don't do that. You know, it looks it looks different now than what probably what it did in the past for me. I uh, I seek to understand. You know, a kid throws an interception, he already feels bad. He didn't do it on purpose. Uh, the last thing he needs is to come to the sideline and get booed by his own teammates and then to get heckled by his coach. And instead, I go to him and I say, hey, man, what did you see? You know, I want to understand where, where, where's the malfunction here? What did you see? And he'll be like, well, coach, I, I thought he was open or, hey, you know, I, I read the wrong guy or, you know, whatever his deal mm-hmm. is. And then and we can correct it. Say, all right, well, hey, here's what you need to do. Here's what I saw. And then we can put together with what he sees and what I see. And, and now we, we've got a, we're making some headway here. Um, I try to, I try to use the lightest touch possible, you know, to get the results that I need. So it's like, you know, some kids show up late and they're just strolling out and they might need a more of a firmer talking to than that kid who, uh, you know, is, is hustling out to practice. Something crazy has happened. He's never late. And, and then you go up to him and, and he's immediately apologetic. You know, the consequences, of course, are the same for every kid. But uh, the words that I use are going to be different. You know, some kids need a little firmer uh, touch. Some kids, all you got to do is look at them and say, hey, man, we don't do that. And they're like, yes, sir, I know. And, and they never do it again. So, uh <clears throat> I guess when you, if you're asking me what my caring trademark is, uh, I'd say probably what it is is I, uh, I call, I call, I'll call, uh, like, uh, I'll give you an example. We, uh, I was in class, uh, this happened this year. One of the students came up to me and was like, Hey coach, you, you didn't have somebody call us before our, our state cross country meet. And I'm like, what? And the student was like last year, coach, uh, you had one of the students in class call us, and uh, and we prayed before the state champion or before the state championship cross country meet. I'm like, oh yeah, we did do that. Uh, so I'll do that. I'll do that in class. Like a kid is absent, and I'll say, hey, where's so and so? And they'll be like, I, I don't know. And I'll be like, well, let's call him. You know, who's got his phone number? And then and then I'll say, I'll tell that kid, hey, call him. And uh, and that kid will call him on their felt on their cell phone. And then uh, we'll just say, hey, it's Coach Ware's class here, and we just we miss you. We're, we're, we're hoping you're okay, you know. And and uh, or we, if we know they're about to, they're on the bus to go to a, a tournament or something, you know, we'll call that group and just tell them, hey, we're thinking about you guys. We're praying for you. As a Christian school, we'll say a prayer in class for them. It's it's cool. So I'd say that's probably one of the things that uh, kids tell me that they really appreciate. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm. MRA is also a, a Christian school, so we get to share the gospel and, and pray in class, and uh, it's real refreshing uh, to be able to do that. Even with you know the season of COVID that we're in, um, we're having kids quarantined and all that stuff. So I, I really think I might call a kid tomorrow off a kid's phone and just pray for him because uh, we have several out. You know, they do the contact tracing, all that stuff. So um, great stuff of uh, getting the personal touch and and knowing. Um, that you're transparent with your kids. Um, and that's, that's amazing as an educator of, of them looking up because they see us, they see educators, teachers, coaches more than they see their parents nowadays, um, especially yeah. with cell phones and they go home, they eat dinner, they go in their room and they see us more than they see their parents. So 
It's a great personal touch. Um, my last question for you, and Randy Jackson, I think, sets it up into, you know, you're 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 going fast when you're in your ten in your twenties and your thirties and coaching. Um, it's a sprint between your thirties and your forties. And then we start tailing it off around our 50s and 60s, and then retirement happens. What I want to ask you is about your legacy. What legacy do you want to leave as a coach or a teacher or just an educator in general? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I think about this, you know, um, on the, the top of my phone, it's got, like, my why. Why, why do I get up in the morning? And, and it says... Uh, <clears throat> It says to further God's kingdom and to model his love. And so, you know, I, I sit there and I see that every morning. The first thing when I pull up my phone. And so I just think like, uh, you know, I want to, I want to, when I get to the end of this journey, I want to look back and, and, and see that that's what I did, that I, that I furthered God's kingdom, that I modeled his love, that I, that I lived a life uh, and, and treated people in a way that models, you know, Christ's unconditional love for us, you know, that he, uh, gave his all, his life, the ultimate sacrifice, you know, so that we could uh, be with him in heaven. And so uh, I want to make sure that I send that message to our kids, that our, our kids know that that's, uh, that that's why I get out of bed every morning. You know, they say, you know, in Matthew, it says, uh, you know, don't store up treasures on earth, you know, where thieves can take them and they gather dust. And I think about that as like, all right, well, that's what trophies are, you know, like trophies are awesome and, and, I, and I want them and I, I want rings and, and, and I want all that stuff. But, but to have it in perspective that those things are going to gather dust, they're going to fade, they're going to sit on some shelf somewhere. And, and, uh, and at some point, no one's going to care about them. Uh, what I'd like is I'd like to, instead of storing up my treasures on earth, to store up my treasures in heaven, you know, because that's where, you know, it says that where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And so, I want my heart to be in heaven. I want I want my treasures to be in heaven. I wanna I wanna give kids the things that they need to be successful. I wanna I wanna look back, you know, and it it's cool now, you know, being coaching 13 years and, and getting to look look at kids that I coached and see them, you know, being married and having kids and 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 living a, a good life and just knowing like, hey, I'll see them in heaven again and. Uh, and that, and that they're making a difference on earth. And so I just want to make sure that I'm intentional about uh, teaching my kids character, teaching all the students that I teach, all the players that I coach, you know, systematically having a way of teaching them character, uh, communicating systematically the love of Christ to them, and, uh, and just uh, uh, sending them out into this world ready to, to go dominate, mm. you know? That's fantastic. Um just a perspective of eternal perspective and sharing that with your students and sharing that with uh, your athletes that you have, knowing that, you know, when they're 17, 16, whatever, when they're winning championships, they all want the ring, the ring size. And as coaches, you know, when we're winning those championships, we won back-to-back -back state championships. So was, when you were saying that, I was like, those trophies just sit there. Like, they're great in the moment. But afterwards, what what's your eternal perspective? as an educator, getting to model who we are as people and how are they going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Uh, you know, Nick Winkler calls it the four for 40. You have four years to impact the next 40 years of their life. And uh, that's exactly what you were doing um, with every day that you 
walk the walk the halls of McKinney Christian. Hey, I just appreciate you guys, man. It's been uh, it's been awesome uh, following you guys and listening to the podcast, and man, I've really enjoyed it. So, uh, just incredible. The guests you guys have on are incredible, and thank you so much. And uh, if y'all are ever in McKinney, uh, give me a give me a call and, and hit me up. Uh, if you're thinking about some character curriculum, you can go to uh, characterwins.org. Or there's a, a footballjourney.com. Uh, those are some options. You can email me at, at my name, which is D-A-R-R-I-C-K-W-A-R-E at Gmail. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's uh, my name. It's just at D-A-R-R-I-C-K-W-A-R-E. I love that. Follow me on Twitter. I follow you back. And then I love the the, the, the back and forth communication. I, learn, I get to learn so much on Twitter. 